Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJs. Proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now, take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DEGENS to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and we're going early because there's so much to talk about. What's going on, Rich? Man, I'm feeling like, uh, you know, I, I have the late Jerry Garcia in mind for this Kentucky Derby weekend. You know, it's been what a long, strange trip it's been. Yeah, we didn't even know if we were going to get it way back when. No, I remember when all this COVID stuff was starting and tracks were closing down. We were all supposed to be dead by now. Yeah, well, you feel like it. Some days after this week, I, I think maybe that might be a, a good, like coming into the week, like when you're looking out in the horizon, you're like, man, I can't wait for the Derby. It's going to be so much fun. And then once you start doing the work, you think, oh, my God, I think, you know, you know of course, in jest, I, you know, I, I think I might rather be dead. Yeah, right, right. It's like being married. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Indeed, at times. All right. So, man, we're going to cover a lot of ground, so we should probably just jump into it, don't you think? Let's just go, baby. Today is the, um, they have a lot of stakes racing. I think like 14 races over the stakes races over the two days today and tomorrow. And today is kind of like the showcasing of the girl horses, female horses. Um, and we have the the Kentucky Oaks. Today is the headline race at Churchill Downs. I think it's race number 12. It's supposed to go off at about five 45 p.m. Eastern. So if you're listening you st- or you listen to the podcast, you still have time. Yes. 
plenty of time. And and that's the best three-year-old fillies in the world. Uh, not, yeah, probably the, in the world because they're, they're running in the most uh, prestigious race. And then tomorrow, of course, you have a whole lot of races that are stakes races that are going to be punctuated by the Kentucky Derby being run on the first Saturday of September instead of the first Saturday of May. <laughs> we got to it, though. We got to it. That's the, the big thing. Yes, we did. All right. So race 12 at Churchill Downs. That's where we're starting. Yeah, we're going to kick it off with the Kentucky Oaks, right? Yeah. It's a mile and an eighth for three-year-old fillies. And I think we have um, a, a pretty good field. You have two very heavy favorites in Swiss Skydiver. That's the horse on the rail and the, or the one horse. And number five, Gamine, which is a horse that we've talked about before on this mm-hmm. show. And Gamine was actually a horse that popped up on my radar because I told you many times that I keep track of races and looking for horses that run like just crazy good numbers relative to the the level of race they're in. And yeah. she popped right off of her maiden race as a horse to keep an eye on. And well, f- five races later, she's in the most pre- prestigious three-year-old race for female horses on the planet. Well, there you go. Damn. And she's the one-to-one favorite and she's won all four of her races. Three of them, she's just absolutely destroyed the competition. But the one race that people should be looking at uh, for this race is the race when she ran at Oaklawn Park against Speech. It was a two-turn race, and it's the only two-turn race she's raced in, and she kind of had to fight all the way around the track to hold off Speech. So the big question is, against the better field, can she run two turns and still be as dominant as she's been? And I'm going to say she's still going to be probably the horse to beat betting-wise. She'll probably be one-to-one, six-to-five, four-to-five, somewhere in that range when the, when, when the gates open. Hmm. But she still has to answer that question. And when there's a question to be answered, I don't want to take a four-to-five or one-to-one right. or six-to-five horse. Right? So the horse that I'm leaning towards winning is the rail horse. And that horse is Swiss skydiver uh, she kind of had a nondescript beginning to her career she won her debut okay. but she wasn't the favorite so the fans really weren't all that hip to her she finished second in her next race then fifth then third so really ah, you know this horse is also ran and then she ran in the the golf stream park oaks and won and then came back in another graded race and won then went out to santa anita and won in the Santa Anita Oaks. Mm. Then she tried to do something no female horse has done in 109 years, and that's win the bluegrass stakes against the boys. Oh, right. That, yeah, I remember her. Yep. Mm-hmm. So she finished second to Art Collector, who was supposed to run in the Kentucky Derby, but he hurt himself training and won't be in the Kentucky Derby, which is sad because he's one of the horses I thought had a, a good shot at winning. Mm. And then she came back to win the Alabama grade one stakes in a very impressive race. And she does get the rail, which is kind of a bad draw at Churchill. It's not a high win percentage. And, but she's quick enough that she should be able to get to the turn first without really needing to step on the jets. Like she's not going to have to run faster than she normally would run. So I'm leaning towards Swiss Skydiver winning this race. She has run two turns. She has faced the better competition overall. And Gamine and 
Swiss skydiver and one more horse have a horse in common that they've raced against. And that's speech. Who's the third favorite at five to one Mm -hmm. in that two turn race. Gamine barely beat speech speech actually got out a little bit in front of her in the, uh, in the final strep steps, but Gamine battled back to win the race. Now, when Swiss skydiver matched up against speech in the Santa Anita Oaks, she smashed speech speech by four. Oh, so it wasn't even close, which brings me to my next horse, which is, and, and I'm really kind of surprised that this horse is 15 to one odds. And that's the three horse, Dona Veloce. And this horse is a neck and a half a length away from being undefeated in four races. Last year, she ran in the most prestigious two-year-old race for Phillies in the Breeders' Cup Juveniles Phillies turf, uh, Phillies race. And she finished second by a neck. Um, so that's as high quality a race you can be. And now the field didn't turn out to be as good as people thought it was going to be. But nonetheless, it speaks of her quality. And as she came back to race against Speech in her last race at um, Santa Anita as well, and she stumbled at the start, so she got off to an unusually slow start for her, and she still managed to rally and beat a field to six by four and a quarter lengths with Speech coming in second. Mm. So I know the Team A beat Team B and Team B right. Team C, so Team C is going to beat Team A. doesn't yeah. really work in the real world. Not a big fan of transitive properties, huh? <laughs> no, I'm not a real fan of that. Um but in this case, I do think with a question to be a- answered for Gamine, you have uh, two horses. You have horses that have raced a common opponent, and they've done it at the question mark and won, and won handily. I'm going to lean Swiss Skydiver win in this race, and I'm going to put Donna Veloce speech and um, Gamine in the second spot for the, uh, for the exacta. Okay. And then if you want, you can flip it around and put those three on top. And then there's also a big ra- a big bet. One of the biggest bets, the most fun bets, I guess, that people do on Derby Weekend is what's called the Oaks Derby Double. So you bet the winner of the Kentucky Oaks, and then tomorrow you have the winner of the Kentucky Derby. So for this particular side of the ticket, I'm not going to – I'm going to fade Gamine, and the reason is – on the other side, you have Tis the Law, who's a three to five favorite in the Kentucky Derby. Mm-hmm. If Gamine were to win and Tis the Law were to win, you could have two horses that are less than one to one odds. And if you put any other horses on the ticket, you can bet his money. And that's not the idea behind betting, right? Right, right, right. So on the front half of the Kentucky Oaks, Kentucky Derby double. I'm going to put Swiss Skydiver and Donna Veloce. Those are the two that I'm having on the top of my ticket for the Kentucky Oaks. And then when we get to the um, Derby, we'll tell you who we're going to put on the bottom side. There you go. Teaser. Teaser, baby. Want to keep you alive? <laughs> we're going to keep, well, plus we're going to put the Kentucky Derby last. So yeah. we don't really need to tease. They're going to listen for that or fast forward one or the other. Right, right. right. Or just not listen at all. They just yeah, well, deleted the Then they're podcast. making a big mistake. They are. All right, so we got uh, we got the exactly. You doing a trifecta here or no? So the same thing with the trifecta. I'm going to put um, Donna Veloce and Swiss Skydiver on top 
with Donna Veloce, Swiss Skydiver, and Gamine. Gamine could win this race, but we're looking to make money, and there's going to be huge pools today and tomorrow. So you're looking for upsets. If you can get upsets where the favorites run second or third, you're going to get paid. And then the bottom of that trifecta, I'm going to put Gamine, um, Swiss Skydiver, Speech, and uh, Donna Veloce. And then if you want like uh, another horse that you can kind of add to the bottom of that mix, um, uh, I would probably look at, let's see, let me page back up here again. Like she dares I mean, the devil maybe. Yeah. That's actually who I had. She yeah. dares the devil. She's two for two at uh, Churchill downs and she's never finished off the board in mm. eight races. So that was my fifth pick. So yeah, that, okay. that would be the one that I put, and you can maybe put throw her in the second spot too, if you want in the trifecta, because like I said today, as a big pool day, money-wise, tomorrow too, adding a little bit of depth to get a long shot can have not an incremental impact, but it can have an outsized impact. <laughs> I like it. Mm -hmm. So then the next race we're going to do today, we're going to close it out with the um, turf sprint. At uh, This is going to be a fun race. You have in race 13, I think there's 14 horses running five and a half furlongs. So big field, short race. Is that dangerous? Big field, short ah. race? I mean, a lot could happen, right? With a, a lot of horses and a, a little bit of distance. Well, there's definitely going to be a lot of bumping, which yeah. is, you know, that's just the fun part about that race. And, and making sure you get a good trip is probably the most important thing. So typically, you know, especially in short races, you kind of want horses that are on the inside. But because of the fact that there's so many horses, the horses on the, that are kind of middle and out have a little bit of a better, um, you know, they, they have a little bit more control over their fate. Okay. So the horse I'm looking at here on top is uh, number five. It's an extravagant kid. And extravagant kid is coming out of uh, off the sidelines after spending about, I don't know, maybe since July 11th on the bench. And this was a horse that has won six of its 13 races uh, on a fast surface. It's supposed to be sunny and nice today down in Kentucky, sunny and nice tomorrow. So all the conditions should be perfect. And he's raced at Churchill three times, won two of them and came in second in the other. And he's got a seven to two odds. So this is a race where there's a lot of value. I think the favorite, which is my next pick, is number four, Bound for Nowhere, is a favorite at three to one. So there's really kind of wide open in terms of who's going to win this race. Uh, and when you look at Extravagant Kid, when she's come off, when he's come off the bench uh, fresh, he's done pretty well. Last time out, he had a break, about a similar break, and then returned to work at Churchill just like today and won that race by one and a quarter lengths. The last time he came off the bench before that, it was at Woodbine up in Toronto and he won that. It came in second in that race. So three of his last four, he's finished first or second first starts. And then he threw in one bomb in there at uh, Keeneland hmm. where he finished fourth. But you know, that happens sometimes, right? They're horses. Yeah. Right. Happens to people too, Rich. Yeah. It happens to me too. Unfortunately, usually when you don't want it to. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the next horse, number four, is Bound for Nowhere. This is the horse that's the favorite, had the highest last race uh, speed figure. So that's uh, like a 30% winner, kind of like being the favorite. So it's a 30% winner on top of a 30% winner being the favorite. Um, 
Bound for Nowhere has run at the distance five times and finished uh, first twice, second twice, and third one. So some quick math says never miss the money at the distance. And he's never run at Churchill, so that's a little bit of a concern for me. He will be up near the front, so you know horses are going to have to pass him to get to the finish line. And Rich. he's a neck and a head away from winning uh, three of his last four races, so he'll be close at the end. Well, he won't be close, Rich. He scratched. Oh, did he scratch? Down for nowhere, just scratched. Uh, well, all right. That makes it a little bit even better for the five horse. There you go. Uh, well, when you're outside uh, chasing rats, <laughs> sometimes you don't get the latest well, I think news. it just came through a little while ago, but yeah, it looks like he's a scratch. I confirm. Right. Google News confirms it too, scratch. Okay, perfect. Well, then we'll go to our next horse then, right? Yeah. Which is a long shot, number two. And that's Wellabled. And that's another speed horse. And he, uh, he's 10 to 1. He'll definitely be up or near on the lead today. And much like Bound for Nowhere... This is a horse that's raced at the distance four times and never missed with two wins, a second and a third. Anna Churchill has a win and a third in two races. Last time out, he was the favorite but finished third. But I, I kind of overlooked that race a little bit because he went to a, a race, that, a track that has a, a um, what's called a, a – um, they have synthetic track. It's an all-weather surface. And for whatever reason, some horses run good on all weather surfaces and then and they don't run well on anything else and vice versa. Mm -hmm. But trainer Larry Ravelli, uh, next time out with a beaten favorite, has won 33% of the time, which is a high hit rate for horse racing. And it's not like he only ran in like nine races and won three of them. That's over the course of 229 races. Ooh. So that's a pretty, uh, I'd say, etched in stone type statistic right right and i'm always a big fan of just throwing out data that you don't like just get rid of it throw it out just get rid of it <laughs> doesn't fit my agenda yeah. <laughs> doesn't make the news no exactly uh and this this is probably my favorite horse name today is tiger blood oh. and that's my next pick number 13 and this is a horse that has the benefit of being outside so a lot of the traffic inside you know, he'll be able to avoid the bumping in the bumper cars and all that sort of stuff that goes on uh, it, with thick fields and short races. And he's making the classic third off a layoff, which is about a 20% winner for his trainer, Michael Maker. He's run at the distance 12 times. So here's the deal, folks, with this horse. It's either going to win or it's not going to finish in the money or very light, unlikely. So in his 12 races at the distance, he's won nine times, finished second once, and other than that, so 10 out of 12, that's a hell of a high hit rate for sure. Uh, the good thing is he's shown some versatility. He's been on the front, mm -hmm. and he's been able to come from behind. So if the pace is too fast, the jockey, Rick, Ricardo Santana Jr., will be able to kind of find his place in the race. And if it's going too slow, Ricardo can push the horse to the front and win the race up top. So I'm looking, uh, I'm looking at Tiger Blood as a chance to – to be one of the winners. The rail horse in this case is not such a disadvantage and that's diamond oops. It's a horse that um, is going to be coming off the pace is running real high quality races, mostly a bunch of grade ones he ran in the breeders cup last year, ran down into Pegasus um, invitational stuff in Florida, which is a real high money event that you got to get in, invited to. So real quality horse, that is going to be coming hard at the end. 
think he, uh, he's gained ground in almost all of his um, his races. So I would expect, and he's run some of the, the the best speed figures, and training like a champ. Two out of the last three practice sessions were what are called bullets. So those are the fastest times recorded that day at that distance. So fast race, fast fractions, high speed numbers, fast practice sessions, and, and eight to one, you're doing pretty well. All right. So then we'll round out our picks with number 14. Um, Chief Sitzatritz. That's a tongue twist. I can't even, I don't even know where that came from. Yeah, I don't know where that came from either, but he, uh, he's the outside horse and should be right off the pace. Finished second behind our second pick, Wellerblood, last time out. And, you know, this is a horse that's won 20, uh, 14 to 21 races and should be close to the pace right off the front and at 15 to 1. You know, anything can happen in these big races. One can do like a bowling and knock them all down. Hope that doesn't happen because that'd be a tragedy. Oh, but God. Then, uh, he, you know, he would have a clean path. So he does have the highest speed figure at the distance, which tells me that this is a horse that has the most upside. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're going to get 15 to 1 with a horse with upside, that's a pretty good, pretty good bet. Oh, by the so, way, he's the bad guy in The Searchers, the John Wayne movie. I had to Google it. I had to know. Oh, is he? Yeah. Chief Ciceritz is the bad guy in The Searchers. Uh, well, I don't remember that movie. I, you might have been around back then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So from betting, we're just going to box him up because this is a race where, the, you know, it's, it's a lot of value. We're going to put a, a number two, Well of Blood, number five, Extravagant Kid, number one, Diamond Oops, and Tiger Blood in our Exacta box. Wrap them all up together, and then it's in terms of trifecta, we'll do um, f- four, five, thirteen, with one four five thirteen, with one four. Uh, I'm missing the two. I'm sorry. Let's let's rewind that. Okay, we're gonna go five two four five. There is no four. Let me hold on. Blah! Two five thirteen. It's really. I'm really gonna fuck you up right now because uh, Tiger Blood just scratched. Okay, so the hell with it. Tiger blood's out. <laughs> yeah, Tiger Just blood's screw out this now. race. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody do, wants to win. Do the exact uh, two five one fourteen, right? And just call yes. it a day. Except just just call and do the trifecta the same way. And let's get the hell off this race before the rest of the horses. Right, yeah, they're all going to just drop like flies. Yeah, they must be listening in the trainers. Yeah, well, we don't have a chance, so we're not going to go. No. All right, so now we're going to skip forward to tomorrow, the big day, um, the Kentucky Derby Saturday. And we're going to start with the 13th race, which is the race right before the Kentucky Derby. It is the old Forrester Bourbon Turf Classic. So it's a drinking race, right? It is. And I still don't know the difference between bourbon and whiskey. I still don't know. Uh, You know, you go down there, I'm sure they'll be able to tell you. Okay, Rich, you going to pay for my ticket? To uh, you probably live closer to Kentucky than I do. <laughs> I don't think so. I probably I don't know. It's like a five hour ride for me to drive to Louisville. I just I've I've only ever driven through Louisville. I've never gone no. there. I've heard from people who went to Churchill Downs that it's kind of a, a disappointing experience that the track is well maybe because with something so built up that unless it's magnificent, you know, it, it's going to not live up to expectations. I've heard the same thing about the Eiffel Tower. I flew by the Eiffel Tower, but never, never went there. Never been to Europe, so I can't can't, can't comment on that. Well, it's it's okay. 
I've been to Germany because my family's from there and all the people I know can speak English. But when I try to order a hamburger at the McDonald's over there in, in English, they all look at me like, you know, like they've just seen a ghost. And then when I leave, I hear them talking to each other in English. So I think they're still mad about the war. Uh, well, yeah. Losers, man. Losers. Yeah. You know, to the victor belongs to spoil. Someone wrote that. Uh, so anyway, we're going to go to uh, race 13. It's a mile in an eighth. They're running for a million dollars on bluegrass, right? It's the bluegrass state. So my number one pick here is a little bit of a long shot. So we're trying to go with the value because a lot of the other races um, today and tomorrow kind of look formish, chalky-ish. Yeah. So number eight, Sacred Life is six to one. That That's, of course, if he's still racing. No scratch yet. No scratch yet. He's run on turf 15 times. Has six wins, six seconds. So when he is in the money, he's going to be right near the front. He's making his second start off a layoff. Last time out, he won one by four uh, at, at Monmouth Park. And trainer Trad Brown, who's one of the best trainers in the world, mm-hmm. uh, he wins second start 26%, which is a high win rate for him. And he's teaming up with uh, jockey Paco Lopez. It's not a common combination. But when the two do get together, they're pretty effective. They've won four of their last nine races together. Hey. Yeah, so that's pretty solid stuff. And since coming over from Europe, from France, from the disappointing home of the Eiffel Tower, yeah. uh, this horse has finished first or second in all of but one race. And the one race that she didn't finish, uh, he didn't finish first or second in, he ended up running his best speed figure at the Pegasus World Cup Turf Invitational, which, again, is just the best horses in the – that literally is like some of the best horses in the world at open company, not age-restricted or anything like that. So today he's not facing anything like that. And at 6-1, to one, that's some pretty good pretty good odds for me. I like it. Yeah. I mean, I don't, like, then, it's, I don't like it's a French horse, but, you know, I yeah. guess it's better than like an Italian horse or something. Probably. I don't know. I have nothing against the Italians. I, I don't know much about them. They, they're kind of the home of pizza, right? So I'm all fans with that. I know they brought it, they made it here, but you know, supposedly it comes from Italians. And you can't ever be mad with anybody who invented pizza. Well, that's true. I mean, it's a, it's a, almost like a vegetable. I think it's actually been um, declared a vegetable. Oh. So the the next horse we have on our radar here is another six to one, which is Digital Age. Hmm. And this a horse ran at Churchill once. Finished first there, won his last race, which is a positive. Again, Ch- Chad Brown trainer. And when he brings horses in from other tracks, in this case, he's bringing um, Digital Age in from Saratoga in New York, he wins at 29%, which is a pretty good thing. And again, this is a case where Digital Age is jockey trainer combination of Brown and Javier Castellano. They hit at a pretty good rate for a jockey trainer combination of 26%. So I pretty much like that. And he raced this time last year at Churchill in the American Turf Classic and actually won that race So with one of his best efforts ever. So it could be that this is a horse for the course and it should perform fairly well on Churchill grass once again. Uh, The favorite in this race is number one, Factor This. And this horse is a speed horse. Brad Cox horse. We've spoken about Brad Cox God knows how many times. And he's run at the distance four times and won three of them. So you would think, wow, this horse should be at the top of the list. If the horse wasn't 
on the rail, it would be my number one pick. And if you see how this race starts, it kind of starts on the very edge of the of the turn. So the inside horses are turning mm-hmm. and the outside horses get to run straight. So that turn puts the inside horses at a little bit of a disadvantage. Now, because the fact of this is inside speed probably does have a good chance to get to the lead and, and maybe win the race. But that post position is a real difficult thing for me to, to overcome. And that's why I, I have factor this third. Probably the best horse in the field, but it might be a case where the the biases work so much against them that the best horse doesn't win, but the one with the best trip wins. Okay. Gotcha. And then another horse we're going to put in there with nice, nice odds is, is number two, six to one. That's Bowie's Hero. And this is a horse that ran the highest last race speed figure and is going to make its third start. So everything is trending in the right directions, improving, ran one of the best races last time out. But this is a race distance that closers tend to do pretty well in. And Bowie's hero is gained ground on the field in nine of his last 10 starts. So he may not be on the screen when you're watching the race. <laughs> and, and then at the last minute, come charging up and in and give you the Rich kind of does know what he's talking about sometimes feeling. I get that feeling occasionally. Occasionally. I know you get it in baseball when I throw the run line out there. You're getting more and more tempted to jump on the uh, the French kiss of death. I'm just, I'm just looking forward to next season when uh, there's no more DH in the NL and see how you do. I'm going to light it up because I'll just uh. do the AL. <laughs> <laughs> so the second favorite horse in this race is Rock Emperor. And I think Rock Emperor could be the post-time favorite. It's definitely going to draw some money. It's 7-2 now, right? Yeah. Seven to two. Her last two races, his last two races finished second by a neck and second by a nose. So I think a lot of people are going to look at that and say, wow, this horse is due. And it probably is due. But here's why I faded her and put her in fifth, put him, him in fifth. Those two races are at a mile and a quarter. And then the other race that he finished in the money uh, third, where he was close to the front, was at a mile and a quarter. This race might just be too short for Rock Emperor. Okay, because when he's run at a mile and an eighth and a mile and a th- uh, in three sixteenths, finished third, but was three and three quarters away from the winner, and finished sixth by four and a quarter. If this race was an eighth of a mile longer or three sixteenths of a mile longer, I would have Rock Emperor on top. But I think he's once again going to run out of horse racing uh, space by the time they get to the to the to the finish wire. So if you want to throw him on your ticket because he might be the second best horse, might be the best horse in this race, go ahead and do it. I'm fading him simply because I think the distance isn't a fit. He needs something a little bit longer, just a touch longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can well, go back to marriage jokes. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, it's, well, you know, as you get older, it takes a little bit longer for you to to hit your stride. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so be it. That's what they make those. That's why they have all those commercials on male-dominated radio shows and TV shows, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My son, Daddy, what is that? I don't know. Go ask your mom. <laughs> yeah. And she would say, "Of course, your father doesn't know." Yeah, of course he doesn't. Well, which is okay. I, I'm too busy making horse racing picks and sports picks, so. So from a, a this is a, again a value race. So yeah. we're going to just go ahead and box. So our exact box is going to be one, two, four, eight, and with three six to ones and a three to one, and maybe the likely favorite out of it if it does come in, 
that's going to pay nice because the money pools tomorrow will be even bigger than the money pools today, especially in the race leading into the Kentucky Derby, because that's when like the casual fans and stuff will start turning tuning in. Mm-hmm. You know, the, just the Kentucky Derby only fans. Yeah, right, right. And then for the trifecta, I'm going to go one four eight over one two four eight over one two three four eight. Okay. And uh, we'll, I'll go ahead and post the picks, but again on the uh, on absolute degeneracy, just to act, you know, the bets. Hopefully, you figured out for the one with all the scratches. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then we move on to the to the to the show, the Kentucky Derby, three million dollars, a mile and a quarter, for the run for the roses and tis the law is a heavy favorite. Yes. Three to five, 18 horse field. You know, it's from my experience, no horse should be a a three to five favorite in a, in an 18 horse field. And I think the last horse to win the Kentucky Derby at under one to one odds was in 1979. And that horse was a course by the name of um, spectacular bid. And that's probably a horse that even non-horse racing fans are familiar with the name. Two years before that, another horse did it by the name of Seattle Slough. Another name even probably a lot of casual horse racing fans are familiar with. Yeah, even I've heard of it. Mm -hmm. So is Tis the Law a three to five horse? You know, based upon his performance and, and, and so forth. And with Art Collector probably scratching out and some of the other horses getting disqualified because, you know, they were they were overly medicated <laughs> and uh, injuries to some other quality horses that would have been in this field. Tis the law checks off all the, all the boxes. I, I went through, uh, obviously, a lot of stuff. And one of the things that you, since they've moved to this uh, system of qualifying points in 2013, Every single horse that's won the Kentucky Derby had a hundred qualifying points at least. Tis the law, authentic, honor AP hit that uh, along with uh, New York traffic, and I forget the fifth one off the top of my head. Maybe it's King Guillermo. I, I don't remember, uh, but um, or maybe scratched out. I think yeah, it was Art Collector. That was the fifth one. So there's four in this race that have hit that threshold, and. Um, tis the law checks off that box. Obviously the other ones do too. Tis the law also has the, the, the speed numbers that rank the favorite has won this race five out of the last six years. The favorite usually does finish in the money. So all the arrows point to tis the law winning. He's been the best horse throughout the entire qualifying. He won the Belmont stakes rather, uh, rather easily over Dr. Post, who's not even in this race. So is Tis the Law going to win? I'm going to say probably yes, he's going to win. But at three to five, I don't think that he has three to five chance to win. What does that work out to be like? Like a 70% chance to win or something like that? I'm terrible with fraction odds. Uh, three to five would be shit. It would yeah, be- I think it's about 70%. Yeah, it's like minus 167 money line. So that would be 60 three 63 62 and a half so 62 and a half so i i I don't i don't know that if they ran this race a hundred times that he would win 63 times yeah yeah so at three to five and i and because it's the name everybody's familiar with so i wouldn't even be surprised if the the odds drop a little bit lower 
I, I tend to believe that they'll probably drift up a little bit, maybe four to five, because there's just so many horses in the field. But even still, you have to try to beat them, even though I think you'll probably be the winner. And the oh. was authentic, number 18. And what about authentic? You cut out for just a second. Authentic? Okay. You're going to put him on top. I'm sorry. So the other horse that okay. checked off all the boxes, am I here or am I cut off? No, you, were, you were choppy for a second. You must be on the Wi-Fi. Okay. Actually, I'm not. I'm on the Ethernet. Oh, so. okay. Well, it was just for a second. Yeah. So Authentic checked off all the boxes as well. And he has, in the last six derbies, more often than not, the horses that have gotten to the front, and I'm including maximum security here, who got disqualified last year, but definitely proved to be the best horse in last year's Kentucky Derby, maybe the best horse in the world. Oh. Uh, but Authentic is going to be near the front. Has an outside post, so he's going to be able to see the traffic and get himself to where he wants to be. And I think if he can run the first – and there's really not a, a ton of speed this year. A lot of horses might try for the lead so they can get all screwed up, but if it runs to form, there isn't a lot of speed. And authentic, if he can run the first half a mile in 40 seconds, 47 seconds, maybe more, the others are going to have to catch him. Mm-hmm. He's been training really well, and Bob Baffert is definitely, uh, you know, a, a, a trainer that brings horses that can win the Derby to the Derby. So he's got the right form, checks all the boxes. The thing that kind of concerns me is I read through a lot of other – doesn't concern me, I guess, because I like being on an island as, as, as I'm learning. Um, <laughs> he – as I'm reading other experts' picks, like nobody has them which is either concerning or heartwarming. So I, I think his odds are eight to one. Yeah. And if no, if none of the, you know, the talking heads are picking him, he, he could drift a little higher. So I think he, you know, he's checked off every other box that Tis the Law has, and he's got the, the right running style. I think he has a pretty good shot. The other horse uh, we have in our top three is number 16, he is Honor AP. And then the horse that's a closer, and remember we spoke a little bit earlier in the week, and I said if there's a good outside closer, I had my eye on Sol Volante, but if there's a good outside closer um, with a good late kick, that is a horse to keep an eye on. And Honor AP, I think it's the second choice at five to one, should get the, should have no excuses, should get the good trip, did beat Authentic once, lost to Authentic once, so this will be the rubber match. And if he's close to Tis the Law, and the, like the two of them are coming down the, the stretch together, they both have very similar late pace numbers. So Honor AP will give him hell to get to that finish line first, especially if Tis the Law has to work a little bit because he tends to run a little bit closer to the front than Honor AP does, mm. you know, to, to get the position that he wants. So Honor AP is the outside horse with tactical speed that should be perfectly positioned to win the race and probably not have any excuses. If he doesn't show up, it's because the other horses were just better. Okay. And, and then I have a real long shot because in every Kentucky Derby, there's always one horse at the end that screws up everybody's tickets. The, the, who the hell was that horse that finishes second or third? And just you don't have him, blows up your trifecta, blows up your exacta. We're not going to let that happen this year. So we're going to have South Bend, number eight, at oh, 50 no. to one. South Bend, you, you know what you know, South Bend usually does when it, it, stakes matter. Well, they usually fold. Yeah, I know. And I know it's Panthers team too, so <laughs> there's no logic behind it. It's just the dart, the prayer, and the hope. But hey, right now he's the legend. So 
you know, the, the, uh, the lucky charms are on his side. Okay. And this is a horse that's making its second start for um, trainer Bill Mott, who used to be a big name, but he doesn't, he's a little older now, I guess, and not running as many horses as he used to. But in his first start for Bill Mott, he ran in the uh, Traverse Stake, he played against Tis the Law and another horse in this race, Max Player. Um, but he had a little bit of trouble at the start. He hit the gate and then kind of moved his way up and still finished fourth. It was a well-beaten fourth. But making a second start for Bill Mott, so we had a major improvement in race one for Bill Mott. If he shows any improvement in race two, his numbers will be on par with the top horses. And he's raced at Churchill three times. He has two wins. He's raced nine times elsewhere has one win in my book that's a horse for the course mm -hmm. and at 50 to one on the improve with a new trainer with an anything could happen for third or fourth or second place kind of race i like the numbers there and i i was kind of like slicing and dicing the numbers in, in every different way possible looking at speed ratings looking at jockeys looking at horse looking i mean just looking at fractions every which way i was reorganizing the excel data and South Bend kept popping up into like the top four, top five, top really? three. Okay. Yeah. And so I said, well, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go with it. And then I looked and started digging into the numbers, which is kind of my process. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what? Why, why the hell not at 50 to one? Because like I said, every year there's one like that, that if you don't have it, you don't cash. And then we're going to close it out with New York traffic, which we've seen so many times on, on this show. New York traffic has been in the mix in every single race. Just one of those tough, gritty horses that just does not give up. And he just about caught Authentic in the Haskell when jockey Mike Smith, who was unauthentic at the end, kind of thought he had the race in hand and kind of tried to glide to the tape and you know had to recharge his horse a little bit to, to take it. They won't make that mistake with Authentic today. But New York traffic, you know, is not going to give up. Speed horse, going to be near the front. Again, we talked about speed winning this race. Don't sleep on New York traffic. Right. Paco Lopez again, right? Mm-hmm. And then find and, – and actually, New York traffic is training pretty well, too, uh, amongst the best in terms of his practices heading into this race. And then finally, we're going to end it with Max Player. He's on the upswing, just came off the bench to run his best speed figure ever by a wide margin – and typically this horse improves a lot in its second race. So if he takes a step forward in race number two out of the barn, like he did in race number one, it again, puts him at the, um, at the forefront of this race. The only thing is the inside posts don't do well. He's going to have so much traffic to deal with. You figure he's one horse to the inside yeah. and he's got another 15 to the outside. So it, Anything can happen in that in that scrum. It can be like a rugby where they're all just kind of hitting off one of each other. And and when horses get hit and bumped and you know run into traffic, some get discouraged and just say the hell with it. I'll run another day. Yeah. And so that's why I'm I'm pretty heavy on the outside horses because they got everything in front of them, all the messes to the inside of them, and the jockeys can make decisions to keep the horse out of harm's way. Okay. In terms of betting, yes. Let's go back to the uh, Kentucky Oaks, Kentucky Derby um, double. Yes. So we have Swiss Guy Diver and Donna Veloce in the first one. Mm -hmm. I'm going to throw out um, in the Kentucky Derby double because we're in this to make money. 
So if either Gamin wins or Tisdalaw wins, it's going to be a losing ticket. But I'm going to throw out Tisdalaw on our double, and I'm going to put um, Authentic, the, the, the um, 18, Honor AP, the 16, number 8, South Bend, and number 15, New York Traffic. So it'll be 1-3 in the first leg yes. with 8, 15, 16, 18 in the Kentucky Derby. Well, we're swinging for a home run on this one, Rich. Well, I mean, I, I, so this is like one of those stories. Like, you want to talk about bad beat stories? I was going to go to Germany because my grandparents were there to visit my grandmother and, and, and where they grew up and help her because my grandfather had just passed away with getting her stuff in order in Germany. Mm-hmm. And we were leaving on Kentucky Derby Day. And I told a friend of mine, I had bet on the Kentucky Derby, I don't know how many years in a row. Right. And I said a friend of mine at work, let's do this bet. And it was like 120 bucks, which for me, 120 bucks on a horse race like this, because the payout was, is, is no big, it's very typical. So he didn't want to do it. I knew I was going to leave. I didn't do it. It paid $60,000 for the trifecta had I paid that when that race. I had the superfecta, but I wasn't going to bet it. The superfecta was over a million dollars. Oh. So, yeah, we are swinging for home runs here because this is a day that you're going to – there will be Grand Slams hit for sure without anybody on base this weekend <laughs> because of the kind of money pools that there are. Right. You have quality horses, and there are going to be good horses that have long shot, long odds that win. Okay. So that's what we're shooting for in the in the double. We're going to try to hit something there that will make a difference, make everybody smile – and maybe they can have some of that money for run line Richie's run line bets. Right. They can piss it all away. Yes, they can on baseball. Beautiful. <laughs> America's pastime, my friend. And then for the for the exacta, we're going to go 16, 17, 18. Over 8, 16, 17, 18. And then for the trifecta, 16, 17, 18. Again, over 8, 16, 17, 18. Over 8, 15, 16, 17, and 18. Okay. And there you have it. The Kentucky Derby. Ten about fourteen, fifteen thousand dollars of words uh, in typing. Probably about thirty hours of work, if not more, so that we can go over it all in sixteen, seventeen, eighteen minutes. That's it. And the race will last even lo- less. So Yes. It's another male issue. <laughs> yeah, indeed. All right. Whew. So if you want to get all this. Guaranteed tip sheet, man. It's it, you're going to make more money betting all the races today and tomorrow. Yeah, it's a big money pools today. Yeah. If you're going to bet, these are the days. When we put together, I mean, I put together a, a wagering guide. Is I think it's 20 pages long. It's a it's a freaking book. Um, so if you know if you don't like to read, don't buy the book. Just buy the picks. They have the yeah. numbers. There you go. And 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 there's whether it's Churchill, every other track too, because the betters are in on the Derby. So whether it's at Churchill or Santa Anita, or I mean Del Mar, or it's at Saratoga or Woodbine, all the other tracks tomorrow and today are going to have bigger money pools than usual. So even tickets at other tracks that we hit are going to pay more than they normally do over the next two days. Ah, the tide raises all boats, right? Indeed. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. So that's it. Guaranteed tip sheet. Go over there and get your get your picks for the weekend. AbsoluteDegeneracy.com. Download the app if you haven't done that yet. It's on Google Play. It's on the uh, App Store for iOS. It's DGENs. Search DGENs. You'll find it. You can download it. You can post your thoughts on the race, basketball, baseball, hockey, football next week. 
everything. Yeah, even the PGA Championship this week. So much going on that we're forgetting about the the, the golf championship. Oh, it's tough. It's so tough. Yeah. All right, Rich. Is there anything else we need to touch on? That's it, my friend. I just want to get these last few things done for today and finally exhale. All right. Well, get out of here. Go exhale. All right. You have a great day, Arch. Good luck at the races, everybody. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.